that pain would remain as long as we didn't start helping each other ask certain questions and have certain conversations and be in each other's presence in a different way. This is Two Watermelons in a Sack, a podcast exploring the lived experience of men and the parts of it we rarely talk about. We're going to try to expand the norms of what we can be truthful about. And we're going to do this with as much vulnerability as we can stand. In the making of a podcast, you end up having the same conversation many, many, many times. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Especially the conversation about why this podcast is important, why we're doing it. To justify the the time and expense. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, and you know, to, to help people understand what they're getting into when they, when they press play. So Eric, there's something that I was just thinking about before we had this conversation Mm -hmm. and it's that, you know, we're very aligned about why this is important, but that each of us kind of comes to that understanding through different paths, right? Our experiences have been different and the questions that we've been asking or the challenges we've been grappling with have been different. And so I was just thinking it might be helpful just to kind of share a bit about how both of us are coming to this. So this whole process, this whole inquiry for me starts during my marriage, coming to a, a, the realization that regardless of how seemingly mismatched my ex-wife and I were, there were certain things in me that would have undermined any relationship. That in a way, it didn't really matter who I was in relationship with, but that there were certain things in me that were preventing me from showing up in the way that I felt the relationship needed. And um, and I really felt like if, if I wanted any chance at being in a meaningful partnership, if I wanted a family, if I wanted, you know, anything resembling that, that there were certain things that I needed to look at. And intuitively, there was something in me that said, there's certain things that I might only learn in the company and with the support of men that I trust, men that I love and I feel it, that, that love me. And um, the more I realized that the pain of not being able to connect as deeply, as truthfully, as authentically as we would like, it was a shared experience. What at a certain point felt really personal, really freakish to me, about me, was actually a pretty universal thing. This had nothing to do with trying to redefine what it meant to be a man or or, or, or establish some, some standard by which we all needed to adhere to. But it was more about asking ourselves, who do we need to be in our lives, right? To be, who do we need to be so that the people in our lives feel loved and feel supported? Who do we need to be so that we can feel supported as well in those relationships? A lot of us, each in our own different way, is recognizing that all the ways in which we've learned to be in most cases, don't serve us when it comes to building or creating the type of connection we want and need. So um, the podcast is one attempt at trying to address that problem, or at least create a space where we can come together and explore it. If I'm just talking from my vantage point, two things come to mind. One is um, a question that was asked me 
once, um, well, during the course of my, my coaching training, um, about what is the thing that you can't be with? Because the thing you can't be with controls your life. Eventually, I realized that the thing was men. Um, that's the thing that I can't be with. And that's the thing that was controlling my life. Like I manufactured all kinds of scenarios for myself and situations where there were very few or no men around, um, including the, the, the coaching course that I was in. It was, you know, vast majority of it was women. So I found myself like answering this question in the answer to the question. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it even manifested itself in, um, my wife and I, we're certain that we were going to have two girls and our first child was a girl felt completely natural and right. And our second child, we were sure it was going to be a girl too, but turned out when he came out, he was a boy. And there's a videotape of us at that moment looking completely disappointed and crestfallen, like, <laughs> you know, holding him as he just like minutes after you're born, you know, with obvious looks on our face, like what, the fuck are we going to do now? You know, it only took about a, a week or so for us to completely fall in love with him. But still, that was a thing, you know. And the other thing that I think about is a realization that I had, you know, years back in the course of, you know, the endless conversations that that one has as a black person about racism and stuff, realizing that there's like nothing that I can do about that because it isn't it isn't my problem okay so what is my problem or what what am i a part of the problem of and um you know misogyny sexism um sex inequality that imbalance in the organization of you know the vast majority of humanity's institutions well um there's a thing that requires the group of people that I'm in to completely remake themselves in order to write it because, you know, women can jump up and down and scream and yell and pass laws and have marches till the end of time. But until uh, men are different and move through the world differently and have a different internal structure, then we're going to be making laws and having marches and screaming and yelling till the end of time. So that takes me back to the first point of the thing that I need to be with in order to address that second issue is um, is men, which is to some degree me. Not too long ago, Eric and I named something for ourselves and it was that neither of us really wanted to do a podcast. Like neither of us dreamt of making a podcast, being a podcast host. There's a lot about this process that when we first started, uh, we didn't fully appreciate how difficult and grueling it can be. And, um, but I think that the reason why we do it is because, I mean, it's, it is out of love for the men in our lives. And there's a definition of love that kind of helps desexualize the term a bit, and that we found really helpful in our in our uh, in our conversations. Bell Hooks defines love as it's the commitment 
to another person's spiritual development. It's really a statement about our commitment to you, us, growing in the ways that we can only help each other grow. It's a, it's a proposition as much it is a, as it is a belief. Most of my experiences of growth, in fact, haven't actually been in the presence of other men um, or in the company of other men. But I'm curious about what it what it would look like if it was. Like, what it, what does it look like when my growth is uh, happens in the company of other men? Um, so for me, it's a it's a kind of adventure. It's a kind of um, unknown territory that I have faith is a, going to be a territory of, of growth and discovery and exploration. Like I'm, I'm interested in a new landscape in that regard. The part that I'm more sure about is, is the, the belief in the complete humanity of, of men. Because, I mean, is it because women are special that like, you know, um, they have some extra dose of human beingness that makes those spaces more growth inducing. Um, I mean, that's a, that's a weird conclusion to come to. So, you know, one of the things that we're really interested in here is really fleshing out that complete humanity of men. Like what, what do we see when we really just take away all the stuff that obscures that humanity? Um, if we can see the complete humanity of men, what does that look like? Um, I have a belief that it looks like something really interesting, and I really want to find out. Much of our growth has happened in our relationships with women, particularly in the area of, of intimacy, of, of connection. Like A lot of us have learned what we know in those relationships. So it's not, it's not to say that growth cannot happen or, or we can't develop our capacity for greater connection uh, without being in the company of men. But I think it's, it's more about recognizing that the way so many of us have been conditioned, we, we kind of hold each other hostage, men do, um, in the sense that we don't act in certain ways we, or we do certain things, not necessarily because we believe they're right, but because we believe that that is what men, other men expect of us. And if we don't appear in that way, that something gets taken from us. We are seen as less than. We are diminished. And so it's kind of stemming from an observation that a lot of what we do, consciously or unconsciously, is seeking the approval and the acceptance and the validation of other men. And that the only real way of helping to free ourselves from that is by finding a different way of relating. That men have to learn how to be with each other in a different way so that we can be who we need to be without the fear of ridicule, recommendation. It's also in service of us being able to recognize the parts of ourselves that we have been taught to think less of, to be ashamed of, um, often the parts of us that we associate with women, and learning to love those parts as well. Because unless we can do that, unless we can be with both 
men and women, where equality will never be achieved, right? We'll never create a, a place where everyone feels like they are honored and are safe and are cared for. And so ultimately, it's not it's not just about men, it's it's about it's about the whole system, right? It's about men learning to love women as well. And so part of what these episodes are the concept of these episodes is that we're trying to have real conversations. Conversations that aren't scripted, conversations that don't always have a happy ending. And we're trying to show up in the most authentic, honest, and open way to these conversations in search of learning something, feeling more connected, um, being brave. And so what we're trying to do is give you a glimpse of our attempts at these conversations. And we're doing that partly because, you know, hopefully it's an interesting story, but also because we're hoping that by offering our attempts at these conversations, making attempts yourselves might feel less daunting. That maybe the prospect of having that conversation with my father that I've been putting off for decades, or maybe telling my friend I love him, might not be as risky as I might think it is. So the podcast isn't really about our story, our stories. It's more about what are we trying to create now in our lives and our clumsiness and, you know, the times where we nail it, the times where we fail, we're kind of offering that as the raw material for the conversation that we're hoping to have. Yeah. And it's also an opportunity that we're offering to other people too, because it isn't just about us. We're inviting other people to tell their stories and have their explorations and ask their questions and have their revelations too. And so it's, it's, it's an invitation um, as well as an offering. I don't know if we want to get into the business necessarily of defining what healthy is and then showing everybody what we believe healthy is. Um, because you picked the two of the wrong we, people for that. <laughs> <laughs> but we do want to be as complete in our human beingness as possible. And we know from our experience that a lot of being a man person in the world is about consciously or unconsciously or half consciously diminishing your human beingness. You know, this has been my observation in being in groups among groups of men. Um, when we have the experience of at least attempting to be truthful. I'm not saying like tell the truth, but just to express who we are and share that boldly and openly with other men. And what we experience is acceptance. That changes something in us, right? And the reality is that there's so few of us who have actually had that experience. The acceptance being in, the, in, in communities or in spaces where we feel seen and accepted um, is something that really we can only do for each other. We're really hoping that, you know, that the spirit of this podcast is, is one of that. It's like a gathering of people who are just there to witness each other and just cheer each other on. And the lack of that, the absence of that, explains why, for many of us, our deep, close friendships with men are few and far between. And we're hoping to change that. We 
started making this podcast two years ago. And when we did, we had no idea how much it would test us. And so now that episode one is finally out in the world, we'd like to thank all of you that help keep the possibility of it alive. We love you and we thank you. My name is Eric. His name is Jason. Amy Loader produces the hell out of this show. Sharaf Entwistle is our editor and sound magician. The music was created by The Essay Question, which includes Salman Abudiat and myself, with additional music by It's Just Mikey. And our beautiful logo and website were designed by Nicole Correa. We are two watermelons in a sack, and we love you. Catch y'all next time.